0: It's more than just your output, more than-
1: Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode three hundred twenty-seven. This is Crystal O'Keefe,
2: and this is Tom O'Keefe. Hello, hi,
1: hi. Tom's having a bad day. A very bad day. Uh, it's I all just work, work stuff. It's like work everybody's related.
2: healthy, and at the end of the day, like that's not. It's just you, you it's know just work, been very stressful.
1: You you have your type A tendencies when it comes to certain things. Yes, work is one of them. Yes, you like to. Do your job well, and mm-hmm. some people are making it pretty tough for you. And
2: how? So. so, yes, it's been a rough, rough, rough go of it the last 36 hours. I'm locked in a Death battle with a band I can't name. Yeah. So uh DM me later. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you will regret having said that.
1: I know. Yes. Yes, you will. Why would people really care about the band politics yeah, of St. Because they just, like they're like, oh,
2: who's causing trouble? <laughs> I want to know. Um
1: I'll put it this way, you'd never guess. Yeah.
2: So uh so anyway, yeah. Um, I guess let's start by talking about St. Jude's.
1: Let's talk about St. Jude's. okay so, uh, St. Jude is doing this really cool thing in September. They are well; they're always raising money, of course. Well, for... sure, it's a children's
2: hospital. <laughs> exactly. Like you know...
1: They they they're always raising money uh, for the kids that they're they're fighting for cancer, childhood cancer, yeah. and so all these families go to St. Jude. Uh, and let me just cut to the chase. For by the until the end of September, they have this very cool campaign going on that you can buy this limited edition hoodie.
2: If you're on the YouTube, you can see her hoodie.
1: Yes, and uh, it's $55. All the proceeds support St. Jude. And by spreading awareness and urging people to donate, uh, it's going to help ensure families that are battling pediatric cancer and other life-threatening diseases will never receive a bill for housing, travel, and food because St. Jude wants families to focus on cherishing every minute of time with their children. I've seen this happen firsthand and this is an amazing organization so anything you guys can do buy a hoodie it's super cute it's uh (laughs) you know we're rolling into the colder months soon
2: (laughs) it's mid-september i know it'll be there momentarily it will yeah it will and the way you keep the air conditioning in this house been wearing hoodies all summer.
1: You know what? I haven't turned the fireplace on yet. And yeah, that's that
2: is—that's always an achievement. Yet. When you can keep the fireplace on. I made on. it
1: all the way through August without turning the fireplace on. That's I deserve a medal. Hat tip. Thank you. Thank you.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> climate change activists are very proud of you. So uh, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week?
1: Well, we got to talk about Oprah, uh, and we're going to talk about the really cool new stuff that Peloton is putting out. All the new ads, Uh, really enjoying those. We also have a first look at the Row Studio, courtesy of Helper B Nikki. Yeah, and also Helper B Lindsay has been hard at work putting together the best of all for one fashion. Boy, was it a show. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, we have lots of instructor news. We have a visit from Angelo. He has tips for managing self-talk while dealing with autoimmune flare-ups. Also, side note, I talked to Dr. Jen. Yes. She's going to be back soon. Woo-hoo. Thinks We're looking at a couple of weeks, so, okay. so patience, but it's it's coming. We also have past guest updates. Yes. And, and uh,
2: past instructor updates. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that is all.
2: Okay. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartTune. And wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. Super helpful. Greatly appreciated. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash the out If you haven't liked the page or joined the group yet, good, good, good lord why haven't you it's so easy why are
3: you telling them good good. it's
2: worthless over there you want no part of it (laughs) it's like the opp on steroids somebody's like hey i did a workout today we're like
1: eat a dick (laughs) no but there are groups like that if you need them (laughs) yes
2: but uh so like the page join the group you can also find us on youtube at youtube.com the clip out where you can watch these shows don't forget we have a patreon patreon.com slash the clip out where you can get these episodes ad free if we get them early you get them early and we also have bonus episodes this week's bonus episode is probably the longest bonus episode we've ever had i think it's gonna be it might be longer than the episode it's crazy how much stuff there is in the bonus episode it might be yeah and also you know we should remind people there's also a free tier and we have we're gonna start a book club
1: yeah and so that will
2: be open to everyone who's on the patreon page right
1: tina might be killing me right now because Uh-oh. we had said we weren't going to officially announce whoops. that until until the 16th whoops whoopsie doodle hi tina but maybe tina won't listen until the 16th yeah
2: <laughs> just keep tina distracted all <laughs> day on the 15th and then we'll be good
1: but uh, it is, it's happening. I'm super excited about it.
2: Here's what you do if Tina gets mad. Uh huh. This is what you were gonna do.
1: Oh, Tom! It was all Tom.
2: Blame on yeah. to me. Yeah. That dude's a loose cannon. I know. It's He's... in the show notes. It says, "Don't say this. You know, don't no talking to him."
1: <laughs> it's like it's like the time we interviewed John Foley. Don't touch this button. Whatever you do, do not touch this button.
2: Two seconds into the interview, boom! Touches What's this the button. button do? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, my God. That was the best ever. Yeah. So the book club.
2: We're like, it's- oh, no, but John, that button disrupts the supply chain.
1: <laughs> 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 Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, so the book club, how it's going to work is we are going to not only be taking books from Peloton authors because <laughs> I mean, so every instructor is an author now, apparently, uh, but we're going to mix it up. We are going to interview. Let me say that again. We are going to review. We're going to read the books of all people who are authors within the Peloton yes. community. So uh, we are not going to reveal our first author, although they have been chosen, Tom. So
2: it's, oh, wait, Nothing. should I not say no. it? No. I just really want to <laughs> really <wanna> upset Tina. <laughs> I just want to ruin everything for Tina.
1: But it's coming soon. You're, on the 16th. She's going to uh, turn
2: into a helper wasp.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's just not going to help. A helper killer bee. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, on the 16th we will be posting the author so keep keep on the lookout and uh, we have already secured that that author will be joining our very first meeting that we are going to be having so Huzzah. it's going to be a lot of fun uh, and we're going to get together and we're going to discuss uh, the books in great detail but also with you know drinks, food and fun yes. most importantly fun and that's
2: open to Patreon members but all tiers even the free tier there yes. is a free tier so don't feel like you know you can't part you have to pay to participate in you do this not. particular function. It's you're welcome to come on in. You just got to swing on by Patreon and sign up so you can get the link. So
1: Patreon.com slash the clip out. That's I, how you sign up.
2: Yes. And then also uh, we have a newsletter and a recently redesigned website. So if you go there, you can sign up for the newsletter and you will get the links and things like that. And a weekly reminder to let you know that like we did one of these things we call episodes. <laughs> so there's all that. Let's dig in, shall we?
1: We shall.
3: Peloton in the news.
2: Oprah was spotted at PSNY.
1: She sure was. Okay, next story. Yep.
2: No. So that's, uh, so...
1: She was recording. Yes. We know she was recording. Well, we don't know. Right. We heard she was recording. So do
2: you think Gail was there? Because Gail we've established as a Peloton user, right? Right. So I wonder I d- if I was there. I don't know. Do there was talk? no word.
1: No yeah. word on Gail. But uh, Just Sims was there. And there was a tread involved. Oh. And that is the gist of what we know. Okay. So also, I learned that a lot of people are mad at Oprah this week. I mean, my God, you post one thing and everybody <laughs> goes for it. I am just shocked.
2: Oprah over the years has become a... A divisive person for some people.
1: How? I, I, I mean, I'm not even saying people are wrong. I, I don't know. Like the last, the yeah. last update I have on Oprah was when she was doing her show, and then she would say things like, "You get a car, you get a car," right. and I don't know how you can be mad at a person who's giving away cars. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, if you didn't get a car,
1: okay, well, that's fair. Yeah, but, but I wasn't there.
2: For sure, but I, I think that like there's a lot of different elements. I mean, some of her show in in with. 2020 hindsight. Is it political? Isn't always the best. Some of it is political because she was a big proponent of Obama, oh, okay. and so there's there's that element. And I know that there's some people I think recently that were upset because like her and The Rock were like everybody should donate money to Maui, and they're like, uh, just a quick check. Aren't you rich as fuck? And so, <laughs> so there was some of that.
1: I got you. Yeah.
2: So I mean, there's a there's a little bit of everything. Anybody who's been around that long, who's that well known, who has that big of a personality, is going to have. Detractors as well as fans. It's, I just what do I always say?
1: I know you're it not just,
2: popular until people don't like you.
1: I'm never going to stop being surprised.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I I guess I should get over it, but I just I keep being surprised. Yeah. I don't know what else to say.
2: So anyway, I guess we have an Oprah class. I don't not know. Too you know,
1: uh, actually, somebody I'm not going to put any names out there, but okay. let me just say, one of our helper bees suggested, "What if? What if?" This has something to do with the Chicago stop coming up. Oh. Thought it was.
2: Yeah. that I'm, I thought it was a solid theory. It's a fair theory. I guess you could also say there's a version of events where like people with Oprah's level of fame mm-hmm. and whether you like her or not, she is next level famous. Right. I mean, I'd, nobody
1: can deny that.
2: Right. One of the most famous people in the world. Mm hmm. Maybe she wanted to do an in studio ride, and they just had to shut it down for. Her.
1: Yeah, that could be. You um, know,
2: like in the, like if she goes shopping, they probably close stores for. her.
1: Well, okay, so here's another thing. First of all, it wasn't a ride. Remember, this was a trip. Sorry, but class. Um, <laughs> not picking on you. I was just just saying. Stop it. So it hurts. I know you're very Why would sensitive. You do this? <laughs> you're so sensitive. Um, but what I was wondering though is if this was part of the reason that they kept. Canceling classes on the 11th because yeah. that's when it happened. And we really thought that it was because of September 11th because that was kind of, I mean, obviously the September 11th memorial was going to happen. We all knew that. Right. But maybe because it was like they were going to have Kamala Harris there and it was going to really slow down traffic right in the middle right, of right. Manhattan. Yeah. And maybe that's why. But then we hear this and we're like, mm, that's not so sure now. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of both.
2: No, that's fair. And I think uh credit where credit is due. This this tip came from Moms of Peloton. Yes. Uh, I said it on our graphic, but it we does. haven't actually said it out loud for the people who are only listening. So we don't want the Moms of Peloton crowd to be like, You sons of bitches, that for was real? our story. Like yeah. we hate it when people do it to us. And, and boy, they do does it doesn't ever a lot. happen a lot. Oh. So uh but
1: But yeah, that was totally Moms Peloton putting that out there. We will give her credit. She's been on the show, Melissa Ferrara. We have uh, interviewed her, so you can go back and listen to her interview, too, if you haven't heard it.
2: Absolutely. Peloton has a new ad campaign based around Toonday.
1: This is just
2: incredible. Um, I see. I thought it's the Yes, I Can ad campaign. And my first thought was like, oh, new artist series mm -hmm. spotlighting Sammy Davis Jr. And then, but apparently I was just like. That's, that's like just like 45 minutes of Candyman? Like, what are we doing? Like, that's... <laughs> no. This makes more sense. It does. And it's probably more appealing to people.
1: Uh, this, I'm, You have to have a heart of stone to not be affected by this commercial. Tom, you were not affected by this commercial, were you? Well, I have a heart of stone. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. It's like I show you cute puppies and kitties and you go, and like, uh-huh. Yep.
2: Those are cats and dogs.
1: Yeah. Not even cute. You're just like, yeah, that's a cat. That's yes. all you got. Whereas I'm like...
2: In in my defense, in my defense. You hate cats. Cats are evil.
1: (laughs) Okay, but even when I show you a cute dog, you like dogs. I like
2: dogs. But I'm like, that's somebody else's dog.
1: Well, you like our dog?
2: Yeah, our dog's great. Okay.
1: (laughs) This is why I love it. Anyway, besides people (laughs) like Tom, this commercial was amazing. I love, love, love this new ad. I love the fact that it's all about taking somebody's lack of... Self-esteem. Right. And turning it into powerfulness, being empowered. And, I mean, Tunde is a perfect spokesperson for that, so that's amazing. Now, she did a class back in, I think it was earlier this year. It was an upper body strength class. That's what inspired this commercial. Okay. Uh, And the words in it are, yes, I can. And I, I must and watch me. But it shows just normal everyday people working out and like pushing themselves, even though they're tired, even though they have things setbacks, even though they have, you know, things in their life that aren't perfect. They still get on the bike. They still get up and do the things. And uh, it's just a really moving commercial for most of us. <laughs> also, we have a, a special quote from Toonday. Uh, Toonday says... Words are powerful, especially the ones we say to ourselves in this campaign. We showcase the real conversations Peloton instructors have with our members every day that help them push their self-doubt and negative self-talk aside by embracing the power of movement. I want every Peloton member and future member to know they have authority over their fitness journey by simply changing their inner narrative to yes, I can. How amazing is that? Awesome.
2: And I just to explain my opening joke. Yes, I can. Was the name of Sammy Davis Jr.'s autobiography?
1: Oh, uh, it's
2: a very famous celebrity autobiography. I just for thought people if people who are a hundred years old,
1: I older. was like, I just thought if I went along with it, you would yes spare me the the.
2: I figured there were other people who aren't a hundred that were like, what does this have to do with Sammy Davis Jr.? No, it's so I was just spoon feeding it to you. Thank you. You're welcome. So. We should address briefly that there were changes to the schedule on nine eleven.
1: As I already said, yes, yep. A bunch of classes got canceled. A bunch of people got real mad. A bunch of people yelled, and uh, Oprah
2: had a great day. Yeah, <laughs> but we don't know for sure that it was because of Oprah.
1: Precisely. But, but
2: since she's famous, we will blame her.
1: I mean, might as well. Everybody else will. So it works. So
2: all for one was last week, and helper be Nikki. Took one of the first live row classes and got all sorts of uh, fun pictures.
1: Oh my god, she had a great class! First of all, it was her fiftieth row, oh. and uh, second of all, she tried out all of the makeup that she just used that was sweatproof. And this picture right here in is the
2: post class, post class, so, it freaking works! Yeah,
1: yeah. Like I said in the article, Tom, sorry, I'm going shopping. <laughs> <laughs> she had a great time though. the The row studio is beautiful. It shares. The strength studio so they they go back and forth between the two
2: good thing they put those things on wheels
1: (laughs) yes yes it is they also uh tip up some of the rows and store them for the class picture at the end Ah. uh or pictures with with the instructor at the end so you don't go um, out and
2: get your picture taken in the lobby
1: No, not for rowing, not for strength and not for yoga. It's always been that way. Oh, Oh. I know you're just you're just hanging out up there. Just hanging out. But one of the things that I thought was really cool is that they have like an instructor leaderboard. Do you see that that picture that's behind Nikki on the front page here? Yeah. Well, that is the instructor leaderboard. They can see where you are Mm -hmm. and uh, they can see your milestones. But on your screen. When you're in the row class, and this may be in all the studios because it's been a year since I've been there, right? uh y- You can now see everybody's milestones, oh, okay. and I can't help but wonder if eventually that's going to get pushed out to everybody, not no, just in cool. the studio, right? Wouldn't it?
2: That would be pretty spiffy.
1: It'd be nice to be able to filter. People have said that for years. Like I'd love to filter just on people who are celebrating, so you can just be like, boom, 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 all yes. the way down.
2: So this is breaking news. I'm not even putting the breaking news sweeper in because it's so breaking. It's
1: so it's so fresh. Yeah. So fresh.
2: uh, But while we're speaking of rowers, we have reason to believe that Ben Aldis (laughs) will be becoming a row instructor.
1: Yeah. Uh, Apparently out on the uh, schedule, it was uh, all of a sudden there was a 20 minute hit row rehearsal with Ben Aldis. It has since been removed. So, um, yeah. Whoa, that is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Very that's... exciting. Ben's going to be a row instructor. Yeah. I love it. He can do a scenic row on the Thames. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? I don't know. I don't either, yeah. but it sounds good. I like
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so anyway, like that just came across Crystal's cell phone Yeah, while we were recording. You just never so.
1: know what's going to show up you there. You never know. Yeah. So
2: it's always nice when we get breaking news that doesn't necessitate us coming back down to the basement to record.
1: Yeah. If you guys are going to leak stuff could you please leak it
2: while before? we're recording? That's amazing. So helpful. So, helpful. <laughs> so, so helpful. So, um, uh, so while we're speaking of rowers, uh, Canada's getting a rower.
1: Yeah. Or this multiple
2: is, ones, hopefully. This
1: is exciting because Canada never gets anything before anybody else and they get the rower. I'm so happy for them.
2: Well, it's not before. America.
1: But it's before the UK and okay. it counts, damn it.
2: <laughs> Maybe Ben Aldis is becoming an honorary Canadian.
1: You never know.
2: You never know.
1: Big things are happening. It's it's cool though and the Canadian folks that I have chatted with are super excited about this. They're already in the Canadian showrooms as a matter of fact. People uh Trish LeBlanc, another one of our tipsters. Yeah. She was in canada stopped by a showroom boom there was a rower there and that was that the first from? time she had tried the rower so it was like double bonus
2: She just walked in and tripped over it, like the ottoman in the opening <laughs> credits of the dick van dyke show exactly
1: like that yes i was
2: trying to find references that were more timely than sammy davis jr
1: he got a little bit sooner so, yeah mm, we're gonna need to forward. get you up on uh some some newer tv tom okay let's uh let's let's throw out some like I don't know. What are we even watching right now? Rhoda. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) We're
2: we're watching Rhoda right now. We
1: are watching Rhoda, but we're watching other things, too.
2: (laughs) Jess Sims was on the University of Alabama campus.
1: And people were very excited about it. And also... Won't she be
2: on a different campus every week? Well... That's her
1: job. But, like, she was... (laughs) She was... She was... You could see her. You could stop by the game day set and cheer her on. Gotcha. And... If the best Peloton sign would be featured on Peloton Studios IG. So that's pretty cool.
2: Oh, okay. That's yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. fun.
2: So All for One happened last week and Helper B. Lindsay put together the best of All for One fashion for 2023.
1: It was quite the, the fashion lineup. First of all, we need to give a shout out to past guest Brittany Allen. Brittany Allen finished 31, 31 Yikes. custom AFO outfits in a very short amount of time. 31. Like, and when I tell you, like, Brittany Allen does this stuff, you have to realize this is not, like, when she does a custom. mm mm-hmm it's from scratch like she does the entire thing stitching and she makes sure it's the exact perfect fit like it's a whole thing she is an artist and uh so 31 of them to be done and it happened to coincide the afo coincided with her her uh final week on Project Runway. Ah. She did not win, but she came in second. Uh, so I just wanted to give a shout out to Brittany Allen because that is, she She has come a long way since Project Runway number one. For sure. And I'm really, really proud for her and excited. But the fashion she did were amazing. Ash Pryor had on a, a custom, beautiful outfit. It had purple, green, red. Uh, that was obviously the first AFO that was done for rowing. And yeah. it was during her very first class that she taught people in. Uh, this was interesting because uh, these three ladies, so Jess King, uh, Anna Greenberg, and Kristen McGee, they all had coordinated outfits for their different hosier classes. Okay. So they eat, They have like the same colors, but different outfits. So they I had thought...
2: hosiery for their hosier classes.
1: <laughs> yes. We'll go with it. Sure. We'll ha- make it happen. I yeah. love it. Uh, there was a lot of really good ones, though. Uh, this is this is
2: this is a very 70s. Evil Knievel vibe.
1: Shaka Khan.
2: Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Let me rock it. Let me rock it. Shaka Khan. Shaka shaka. shaka shaka. Shaka
1: Shaka. Yeah. So this is obviously Dr. Chelsea Jackson Roberts yeah. rocking her Shaka Khan outfit. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. They and it also looks super comfy.
2: <laughs> they look almost like pajamas. Yeah. yeah. I'm digging it. I guess it makes sense for yoga.
1: Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah. so
2: uh, but anyway, there are a whole bunch of pictures that, yeah. that that she put compiled. So if you want to see them all yourself because hearing people talk about outfits maybe' so it's not the most intriguing thing, next, yeah. I will taste food and tell you about it. yeah, um, but, uh, you can find those over at the clipout dot com and uh, it will be waiting for you there yeah. Also, real quick, fun news for uh, the UK people. The entertainment beta is finally rolling out over there.
1: Yeah, they're starting to get all kinds of different options. And they they are BBC. (laughs) No, no. It's the same ones that are showing up in the UK or the US.
2: (laughs) It's all just Doctor Who and Benny Hill. (laughs) Yeah. That's all they show on the BBC, to the best of my knowledge, (laughs) is Doctor Who and Benny Hill.
1: That's because that's all you would watch. Oh, Monty
2: Python.
1: (laughs) Well, it's not that, oh. but uh, people are very excited about it because I think they had been feeling a little left out. Yes. Now they know how Canada feels.
2: Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> There's that too. Okay.
1: <laughs> they got a few options.
2: Yes. <laughs> and coming up after this, we have all sorts of updates about instructor books and book tours. And so it's going to be all library talk. How exciting. Stick around.
1: day money back guarantee and 100 satisfaction find your pair at gooder.com slash tco and use code tco to get free shipping instructors in the news
2: alex toussaint has announced his book tour
1: he sure has and i hope you got some cash because uh, you will be paying a pretty penny just to get in the door. You're going to need eighty seven dollars, I believe. And then to actually meet and greet, you're going to need one hundred and eighty seven dollars.
2: Yeah, that's a little bit of a different pricing models than some of the other book yeah. tours we've seen. Cody's he, was he like said 30 delicately. <laughs> Cody was
1: like 31. Yeah. So, I mean, it was. it's a pretty big difference. But nor-
2: yeah. Normally on the book tours, it's like you buy the book like that, right. you know, like that's their. Yeah.
1: It's different. Yeah. So, but the first one kicks off in uh, somewhere in New York. You you know how we are. New York is New York, right? Right. It's so, all
2: one big place. Right. I mean, it is one big place, but like we don't know the subtleties, nor do we care to. <laughs>
1: but I'm sure these tickets are going to sell fast no matter what the price. They will. Yeah. And th- that's
2: probably ultimately what's driving it. Heck is yeah. His people see how fast these things are selling out and they're like, why are we selling them for 30 bucks? Like, nope. it's the same thing I do with ticketing. I'm it is. just like, why am I selling these t- tickets for 50 bucks if I can get 80 bucks?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It just stood out.
2: Yeah. Entrepreneur Magazine spotlighted not one, not two, but three Peloton instructors.
1: Yeah. How they went from struggling freelancers to rising entrepreneurs.
2: Yeah. And so that was uh, they talked to Emma Lovewell, Cody Rigsby and Toonday.
1: Yeah, we're not going to dig into all of this because it's long, but um, there's a lot of really good information about their backgrounds here. So I do highly recommend that you read it. It's an interesting article. uh, And I think just a nice take that's different than the usual things that we see about the
2: instructors. Absolutely. Tomy International, which is some sort of toy thing.
1: I thought it was Tommy.
2: I don't think so because Tommy has two M's.
1: Well, you know why I thought that? Because my grandpa, the one that passed away his his name That's was true. officially Tommy yeah. on his birth certificate right
2: with 1m one 1m one which but that I was know. almost 100 years ago that they did that
1: <laughs> I miss my grandpa
2: <laughs> but uh they had their uh there was a National Parenting Product Awards given away and we're saying all this because Robin Arzan's toy brand Baby Fuerte, won an award
1: yeah which is pretty cool i mean yeah. it just launched earlier this month and so they're already throwing out some awards for how active it's helping kids be and i mean we all need to be a more active.
2: i also <laughs> think it's a it's kind of good to shut up some of the naysayers right people that that were because mm. they're like i'm selling one more thing rah, rah, rah. and then here's a toy that is so well received that it won an award so i
1: agree yeah. i think it's i think it's just really interesting how different groups of people who like different instructors have such strong reactions about entirely different things i mean we just talked about the fact that you know alex his tickets his book sales like i'm not upset about it i just think it's interesting and how much it's different than the other instructors it's
2: it's noticeably different and to not notice it is being deliberately up to it really is yeah
1: well then let's Let's contrast that with uh, the fact that when Robin came out with a toy line, all I heard from people was how she's such an opportunist. Right. and she is basically, she only had children to market them. And what I find fascinating about there that
2: are worse reason to have children
1: <laughs> there are that's true. <laughs> but what I find fascinating about that is now, Robin is getting ready to release a new book, and she's having a book tour, and there's no pricing. So I'm just saying, but I don't hear anybody. Yeah. I don't hear anybody remarking on that. I don't even have an opinion other than the fact that I just find it fascinating that people will find anything to pick on. Yeah. But they pick and choose per person. For sure. What they get upset about. I find that just endlessly fascinating human nature. Yes.
2: Well, I think it's great that a toy won an award. I do too. And I still don't know what the f- web three
1: is (laughs) facts (laughs) facts although at least we had to stop talking about it like I mean she finally stopped marketing that so we don't even have to talk about it there's the upside of the toy line there you go go. about
2: toys Uh, that's something that I can wrap my brain around
1: (laughs) (laughs) I understand toys
2: yes toys I understand
1: (laughs) so (laughs) that was special for you folks on the YouTube
2: (laughs) Adrian Williams
1: (laughs) also special for you folks on the YouTube (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and not
2: unrelated ways. Uh... <laughs> Hosted a Q&A with <laughs> Jadakiss.
1: Yeah, this was super cool. Or um, well, for the
2: Canadians, Jadakiss. <laughs> I just want to be inclusive.
1: So this was all part of the Rock the Bells collaboration yes. that Peloton has been doing to celebrate the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And I did not realize that this was turning into an interview. Like I I knew that there was a celebration. I knew there was right. a special class, but I didn't know that there was going to be an interview too. So I think that's really cool. And uh, it kind of it slipped past me.
2: Jermaine Johnson was featured in Women's Health magazine, which is great. I like here's a guy we haven't seen a lot of yet. I so know. I, I thought this great. was
1: really cool. Yeah. And he has a 15-minute, no equipment, full-body Peloton workout. So you can do it anywhere, anytime, and it's all Peloton. So you can just like go into your Peloton app, hit your
2: Peloton should try to incorporate that into their marketing. Huh.
1: <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, thank you. Yeah, maybe we ought to reach what, Peloton, out to the Peloton marketing. You can just
2: have that one. That is it's... my gift to you.
1: Well, I bet they'll put that in place before they put <laughs> Sexy Filter in place.
2: I mean, I offered them the Sexy. It's been years. I know. I, only longtime listeners, the newer listeners have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> but the time <long-time laughs> listeners remember my strong advocacy for the Sexy Filter. You
1: did try. But
2: I think nowadays it's all about no body shaming, no joke they can't do that the sexy filter they would say is already there because we're all sexy uh, in they, our would own say, way. they
1: would say that <laughs> <laughs> they're not wrong
2: <laughs> and then if they, and then if i were to ever use a peloton they would immediately install a sexy filter which would filter which would ensnare every user except you except me <laughs> And I'm like, you know what? That's fair.
1: <laughs> You're like, I had that coming. Yeah. Maybe someday they'll invite you to First Time or Friday. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. It's my first time. Be gentle.
2: <laughs> so uh, Tobias Hines revealed this week that he will be racing at the Chicago Marathon, raising money for the Reeve Foundation, Team Reeve. But it's interesting that so far he does not seem to be one of the official people appearing at a Peloton thingamajig. Right. That's what it's called now.
1: Yeah. It's official. It's, it's official. official, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there's not t-shirts for it, they should make one.
2: Absolutely. Peloton <laughs> thingamajig Chicago. Chicago. Shma-
1: Shma-ca- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that show. <laughs> That's good. Uh okay, we'll make it a thing, Tom. Yes. But um but yeah, it, Tobias will will be there. He will not be on the official lineup so far, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I do think that is interesting that that he's not. And I feel like I saw another instructor that was going to be there running that is not on the official list. Rad, Rad Lopez is going to be running as well. And he is not on the official list either. So it's very interesting. Yeah.
2: Huh. I Maybe they'll just make surprise appearances. Never know. And coming up after this, we're going to talk to Angelo from MetPro. He has tips for uh, not beating yourself up when you're dealing with autoimmune flare ups. And even if you don't have autoimmune issues, we all have those moments, right? Where we're not feeling like we're at our best and we say mean things to ourselves. So he's going <laughs> to help you navigate that. So stick around. Clip out joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube from MetPro. It's Angelo here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. Hello,
1: hi, hey
2: guys,
1: how are you uh- doing? Uh, well, before you answer that, um, the, this question might change. No, I'm just kidding. This question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this might change how you're doing it.
1: <laughs> this one is oh, this one now is I'm curious. Yeah, I bet. Well, this one is from Christina Steve Stevens, and she listens to the MetPro method as well. And we recently, just for listeners' knowledge, we recently did an episode over there where we talked about thyroid issues, hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism. Okay. And so what Christina is looking for is What type of self-talk would be recommended to get through autoimmune flares such as sluggishness, fatigue, and decreased stamina and strength? Exercise always makes her feel better and more normal afterwards, but the hardest part is getting started. And then the second difficult part is to be patient with the ebbs and flows of autoimmune acerbations.
0: Okay. Okay so um keep with it christina you know the fact that you're hanging out with some quality communities here you're getting good information that's empowering you all of those these are good habits obviously what you need to do is first and foremost you need to be working with an autoimmune professional a doctor i am not said doctor or professional but what i can tell you is that whether it's autoimmune whether you have thyroid issues What I get a lot is people coming to me and asking me, well, I, here's what I have. I have this, 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 and this, which is unusual, this medical scenario. And so what should I do different because of these things? And now outside Of the medical scenario where if you have a a disease or a medical issue that requires a very specific protocol of food or exercise assuming you don't have any limitations there the answer is actually surprising to people and that is nothing should do nothing different because the same thing that i'm going to tell the person who doesn't have any of those thyroid issues are the same things that i'm going to tell the person that is struggling it just becomes more imperative to employ the lifestyle the the dietary the exercise wellness strategies that are time tested and honored and proven to work for people so whereas the next person in line might be able to get away with a you know an extra sugary meal here or there without any sort of accompanied flare up you may not maybe maybe not some people are more sensitive to those sorts of things what i think people are hoping for is like a, a superfood, like, well, if you eat avocados, that addresses this and it'll fix your metabolism. And I, I, while there, there may be some relevance to certain foods out there, I have not found a silver bullet, so to speak with that. What I have found is your overall routine. And so what can I say that it would be the most helpful for your scenario? From my perspective as a lifestyle and wellness coach, it's going to be the exact same thing I would tell anyone who has any wellness athletic goals and that is have a good routine you have to have a good routine so what what have we already heard so we've already figured out we've deduced you feel better when you exercise so what are you going to do with that you need to be exercised i would pose that you should attempt daily exercise now here's what you're thinking because you hear well autoimmune disease you have to recover so you can't exercise daily that may be the case for you but it might be the case that simply reducing the intensity or duration enables you to have close to daily exercise if it's modest enough and that may be the ticket that helps you feel better if you can exercise more frequently just adjust the duration and intensity to allow that frequency to be the highest priority guess what It's exactly what I tell any client coming on. It's like, Angelo, I can go do this drop-down knockout boot camp at the gym where, you know, I have to practically get carried out in the ambulance. And I'm like, that's great. That is not sustainable. You go and kill yourself at the gym. That's awesome when you get to that level. What I'm interested is 15 minutes every day that you're consistent with because I can build on that. I can't build on visiting you in a hospital bed once every two weeks. (laughs) So routine, so, you know, part of your routine needs to be include exercise with as much frequency as your scenario allows. And of course, talk with your doctor about that too. But then the other piece is, of course, going to be nutrition. Now, the unfortunate reality is cheap meals and unhealthy foods may impact you. Your body may be more sensitive than the average person, as as we've mentioned. So you just want to plan out those cheats. You pick them, don't let them pick you. You, you know what that means? They don't don't let the cheap meal happen to you. Because if, if you allow it to happen to you, it's going to happen a lot more frequently. If you're in control and go, hey, I have this event, I have this life thing here, I have that life thing there, you're going to be able to pick half a dozen times on the calendar over the course of the month and not feel like you can't live life. Whereas if you just wake up in the morning and go, well, I'm going to eat something good for breakfast and then we'll see... <laughs> I can tell you how that story ends. I've I've taken that path with a few people before, and it usually
2: doesn't end well.
1: Don't go really? on vacation with the O'Keeffe's. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but we plan our vacations. So I know in September for a week, it's going to be the food equivalent of the Days of Wine and Roses. Jacqueline.
0: The O'Keeffe's Vacation, otherwise known as Job Security. (laughs) No, if you're going to do it, you do it right. Once, though, I had somebody ask me, I said, I'm going to be going on a vacation to Italy. I'm like, what do I eat on a vacation in Italy? I said, well, first of all. Do you? How often do you go on vacation in Italy? You know, because if they said, "Oh, I go," you know, once every quarter, my answer sure. would have been different. But it's oh, like, yeah. no, this is once in a lifetime. And then I said, "You eat it all." Yeah, on that vacation. <laughs> so I, I'm never going to promote an extreme not living life. What I'm going to promote is really dialed tuesdays
2: angela's like words- i absolve you
0: <laughs> in, in other words when you are not doing something special that's when i want you to extend yourself and push to you know tuesday afternoon nothing's going on your normal work day your normal routine Don't dive into the, you know, the, the candy dish of M&Ms stick to a good routine Mm. with you do Mm -hmm. that. Then when you do have special occasions, it's not going to be that detrimental because it's going to be just that an occasion and not a lifestyle.
3: It's so so true.
0: Christina, I hope somewhere in there, there's some relevant advice to you, but the answer is all the same things that are going to help anyone reach their health and fitness goals. It just becomes more critical, more imperative that you make it a priority in your life because you have this scenario.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all that. If people would like this sort of fitness and nutrition information tailored to their own personal journeys, where can they find you?
0: Yeah. Come and visit us at metpro.co slash TCO. We'd love to talk.
1: Wonderful. Thank you.
0: Thank you, guys.
1: Thank you.
3: Peloton Celebrity Sightings.
2: Kate Winslet has a new movie coming out and she's been making the, I guess she probably hasn't been making the rounds because they're not allowed to do that. So.
1: Oh, right, right, right. There's still a uh, strike happening.
2: So maybe this this particular interview predates that, but. I guess she appears in the movie topless and she refers to it as the softest version of her body. But we're saying all this because in this article, she reveals that I guess she is a Peloton user. Yeah. She talks about how she stopped using Peloton for a while. I guess she wanted to be bigger for the role. Maybe. I don't know. And like, so she, she took exercise out of her regime for a bit.
1: And, and she was glad to get it back.
2: Yes. But, uh. But anyway, so we have a new Peloton celebrity sighting. It is Kate Winslet. So
1: very cool. Welcome. Like she's listening.
2: (laughs) Yes, for sure.
3: Past guest update.
2: So you might remember Jim Feeney from a few weeks back. He was working on completing a perimeter bike ride of the entire United States or contiguous United States because he would, you know, drown the other way. And uh he did it.
1: He did it. Not only did he do it, he raised $361,092. Whoa. So nice. fantastic. Uh, con- huge congratulations to Jim Feeney, his whole support team. Uh, that was a lot of time, a lot of effort. And uh, we are are happy that we were able to support in, in a very small way as well. Such an amazing accomplishment.
2: For sure. Past guest Lindsay Holt was featured in... One of Peloton's ad campaigns.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She was uh on the show. Gosh, it's been, I think, I think it's been three years. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, she had gotten to meet Jess King and she was so excited and had just started to really help her confidence. And now look at her being in a Peloton ad. Nice. Well done. Yeah. Well done indeed. Very cool.
3: Checking out the competition.
2: A new uh fitness app. Has entered the ring, and this time it's launched by none other than former Peloton instructor Daniel McKenna. It's out there. So it is out there. It's like a hundred bucks a year or something like 15 that. 15 a month, something yeah. like that. So if uh if that's your jam, he is out there waiting for you and will gladly take your money.
1: Can't believe it's been a year. I what know. a year it's been. <laughs> New content.
2: Cody Rigsby did a special XOXO one-off class for people
1: yeah he wanted to celebrate uh the launch of his book of course and uh so he did a special episode of his class and uh that was a lot of fun for people it was a big celebration on that night there were a ton of people at the party celebrating i feel like it was all over the place like there were like every instructor i saw was like in a different location celebrating with him tons (laughs) of pictures everywhere awesome it's interesting that oprah showed up on this day no, I mean, this is another thing that could have gotten classes canceled, like because that they had true. they had people visiting and the studio got too crowded. And I'm it just could have saying, just been
2: like not one thing, but just the all
1: of the things.
2: Yeah. The merging of so many things. They were like, you know what? Just shut it down.
1: Yeah. yeah. But they didn't shut it down. That's the thing. <laughs> it's yeah. only some classes. Right. That was the confusing part. Yeah. Anyway, congrats to Cody and yeah.
2: the TCO top five every week. We put out the Eagle call for people to tell us their favorite classes and they respond so here's what we got
1: we got some really fun ones i mean we always do but uh this barbie full body stretch from adrian williams on eight three people absolutely loved it this one came in several times greg cochran said that this was the best class this week in his opinion uh, the stretch is calming reflective and the music is spectacular Then we have, of course, the favorite tread boot camp. Uh, Cassie Giebler knows that the space between the end of one class and the beginning of the next gives her the perfect chance to quit before she's done. So she is trying to complete all 60 minute bike and tread boot camps. Her favorite was from April 29th, 2023. Uh, Then, okay, so listen, all for one, y'all loved tread. The salt and pepper. <laughs> there was a 10 minute dance cardio with Jess King, a 15 minute ride with Ally Love, and a 15 minute walk with Jess Sims. All three got huge, huge, huge shout outs. We kind of <laughs> moved this to the top seven this week because these, yeah, these che- tied
2: cheating a little bit here, a little bit, yeah.
1: I, I I will do it. But yeah, uh, it was great and people absolutely loved it. Listener and past superset guest David Stimber loved the ride specifically. His uh salt and pepper ride is a gem. Take it as a 15-minute warm-up. She's infectious and clearly knew all the words. <laughs> uh, and then we have the run walk. That was from that was the Katy Perry with Andy Spear. Listen, I took this one. It was amazing the playlist was perfection that was my quote and i am i am dead serious like i was outside (laughs) i was singing along at the top of my lungs because nobody was around i was having a great time it was perfect you just quote yourself i did okay yeah it was a great class and Uh, our unstackable our unstackable Cody Rigsby, of all people, got an unstackable. Michael Davern swears this was an unstackable. <laughs> he said, uh, these are his words. I have to put Cody of all people on the unstackable list. He's supposed to be talking about Britney Spears and the relative merits of all the various boy bands. But during the back half of this class, he had us climb the ladder from 45 to over 80 before giving us a break. 80 is supposed to be the time period, not the top end. (laughs) Cody can be sneaky hard when he wants to be. So there you go. (laughs) In case you missed it.
2: We now have low impact cardio.
1: Well, we had low impact cardio classes, but okay. it now officially has a name. Low impact cardio is officially now a new class type oh, added to the list. Okay. And this is very exciting for people people who hate burpees this would be you Tom yes uh, this is the kind of cardio that you might actually enjoy because you're well, not you're not jumping
2: enjoy is a strong you're word. getting your
1: heart rate up and you're not jumping
2: hate less
1: okay well there you go yeah I saw if you the, want to hate a class less take a low impact cardio class
2: I saw in the notes you referred to it as lit yes low impact interval training so I am looking forward to some Litten Hills
1: I knew you were going to say that <laughs> Well, at least they won't be hidden. They'll be lit. You'll be able to see them because they will be
2: well lit. (laughs) Or you'll be drunk and you will be well lit.
1: While we're at it, I just wanted to add that another class type officially made the class list this week. Maddie's Walk and Talks officially became a thing. He's been trying to do this for a while. So Mm -hmm. this is big news. Walk and Talks are officially on the schedule. Awesome. Very excited. Cool.
2: And we had a fall apparel drop this week and it featured... A dress.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love how you summarize things Tom. Well, what's what's actually more interesting about this is that Peloton did a fall drop and they did a uh, collaboration with Spiritual Gangster, okay? okay? But the interesting thing is Spiritual Gangster put the exact same dress in and it doesn't have a Peloton logo on it. But that dress over in the Peloton boutique does. It has ah. Spiritual Gangster and the Peloton logo. We found that fascinating over at the Clip Out when okay. we're watching these things. Also, people rave about these workout dresses uh, that Spiritual Gangster has. Uh, as a another side note to the side note, Kendall is hinting that because she's their ambassador now, like a whole bunch of new stuff is coming with Spiritual Gangster. So keep an eye out for that if Spiritual Gangster is your thing. Awesome. Peloton birthday.
2: We have four birthdays this week Woo! that's a lot of birthdays man so i guess
1: we're going from we're gonna have a lot of uh, leo instructors to we're gonna have a lot of virgo instructors
2: is that how it goes i'm pretty sure it should be libra here soon because i'm a libra
1: well when does it flip
2: like the 22nd or 23rd
1: and, well we're not there yet
2: yeah so on september 16th we have alex karwaski did i say that right yeah
1: i think so okay uh, alex, yes yeah he's one of our row instructors and he's the one that has the brother over at hydro Oh, that okay. also teaches Roe.
2: Ooh, it's has got to make Thanksgiving very awkward. He he
1: won't, he won't, he can't, he's not allowed to talk about it I publicly. <laughs> yeah, but I bet you at
2: Thanksgiving, I he's know. like, I
1: bet they dish the best dirt. Alex is all like,
2: so uh, how many people are in uh, your little hydro class over there? You want to see how many people are in mine? want to compare? So is that still a thing? Is that still going on over there? Oh, hydro. I remember that. That's cute. That's adorable mom is very proud
1: (laughs) they are pretty competitive from what i understand i mean that that's alex talking in class about things that they would do so that's fun happy Uh, birthday (laughs) yes happy
2: birthday and then uh happy birthday to anna greenberg on september 18th
1: oh right behind alex yeah happy birthday anna
2: and then eric yeager on september 19th oh and then finally last but not least robin Arzan on september 20th
1: well happy birthday to everybody
2: and coming up after this, we're going to talk to our interview of the week. It's Thea Gallagher from SiriusXM Radio. So you definitely want to stick around for that. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Thea Gallagher. Hey, Thea. How's it going? Hello. Hi, it's
1: going great. So happy to be here. I feel like... Wait, I have to ask: Should it be Doctor? Oh, sorry, via
3: Gallagher. I feel like there's a Sure, doc- it can be. It doesn't okay. need to be. Aww, I like to be like an approachable doctor. If that's okay. like a thing, so <laughs> I like people to know it. But then you can call me by my first name. Okay. 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 Whew. Yeah, because that's a lot <laughs> of work. Just so they know I'm not just like talking out my ass about something I right. don't know about. Like I do have like a lot of school that I went to. Your ass got need a degree. Like, credit every second. Yeah, you no, deserve always, all that credit. It's, yeah, it's a
2: lot of work to it get is. one of those things. So like, yeah, yeah I'd be a
3: lot of. Tears And yeah. yeah.
2: So. And built student loans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Just
3: a few yeah. thousands of hundreds of thousands. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Where I was going to go, I was going to comment on your name, which I always feel like you must have had a rough childhood. I feel like there were lots of watermelon jokes in your childhood.
3: Oh, there yeah. were. But I think maybe that's part of why I like I consider myself to be a funny person who doesn't take myself too seriously. Maybe it just comes from the Gallagher lore of uh, <laughs> comedy and just not taking yourself too seriously. It's, it's sure. not the worst person to be compared to. And then there was shameless. I feel like I got a good lineage of Gallagher's behind me. Oh, that's not sure about it. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Well based on our pre-show combo, I would say that your comedy game is strong. Yes. <laughs> working on it. Working on it. Now you set me up. I'm just gonna duds for the rest of the day. <laughs> Well, Thea, I always like to start with like how people originally found Peloton, because I feel like, especially since the pandemic, there's so many ways you can come mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Peloton. How did that come for you?
3: I wonder if this is like the story you hear a lot, but it was COVID, really. We were just talking about that, Tom. You were at Costco mm-hmm. and I was in my house alone with an 18 month old and oh. I had been to a part of a gym and always have loved spinning. And it was just part of my weekly routine. And Peloton always sounded interesting. I had a rhythm of like going to the gym and everything. I knew early I was like, okay, I was doing like eight mile walks with my daughter and like trying to talk to patients on those walks and like trying (laughs) to do anything to keep sane. And then I need something. And it probably was one of those things that a lot of people are like, not spending money on anything else. It's time to just get that Peloton. And I was one of the, I feel like the lucky ones that mine came pretty early. I think I ordered it maybe sometime in April and it came by May. Oh, wow. Um, You know, I think in some ways it like it just saved my life. Like I needed it at a time where it was just really important to me. And also, interestingly, my friend Hillary, who we were work colleagues, but never were that close, but I knew she was a big Peloton person. So I started reaching out to her and then her and I really became really close through Peloton and then we would take classes together and it kind of felt like you had finally some like social interaction. And it was really important to me at that time to have that. I remember like I would put my daughter to bed and I would plan a class with my friends or just go on. And it was super important to me at that time. I bet a lot of people got a Peloton during the pandemic, but so glad I did.
1: They did. I mean, there are a lot of people, but that's the thing about Peloton. There's so many, if you go through the people who have been around since the beginning, we call them the OGs. And like, there's all these like little stratospheres of different people who've joined over time, and some of them were like me, where it's just like, oh, this sounds amazing by sight unseen. There mm-hmm. were no stores in the middle of the country at that time. It was just...
2: And there aren't again. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's true. Uh,
1: <laughs> kind of forgot about that yeah. for a second. But, you know, we didn't even know how to pronounce Peloton when we first started yeah. this podcast, because we'd never mm-hmm. heard the word. and we never heard it that out
3: loud we're we just it written fans, on a screen so. and apparently yeah it means something <laughs> in bike practicing it in front of the mirror yeah well
1: no the, the, that's a whole nother yeah. story
2: <laughs> don't listen to the first few episodes
1: yeah it's, 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 it's rough it's rough that was a long yeah. time ago okay so you had been going to the gym before that and were you a person that like sports have been part of your life forever or was this like a new thing for you how did this come into your life fitness in general
3: yeah i mean always an active kid. I played soccer and then I trained actually to be a professional ballerina for most of my young life from like nine until I was 18. It's like really hardcore. We're talking like 20 something hours a week. And it's athletic, but it's also like performance and super, but very (laughs) physically taxing. And then I kind of thought I was going to do that for my career. And then I started doing it in a more professional, like work type sense. And I said, "Eh, like, it's something's just This was great for me as a teen, and it really served a lot of purposes. But I don't know if I see this like it's a really grueling career that doesn't last very long. You have to move a lot of places, not a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I have a quick question about
2: Mm -hmm. ballerinas or ballet in general. I mean, I feel like speaking to someone who knows nothing about ballet, just Mm -hmm. I saw Mm -hmm. Black Swan. That's
3: (laughs) right. Yeah, you learned a lot in that movie, though. Not the murder parts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So you claim.
3: Don't look any deeper. I
2: feel like there's like The upper echelon of ballet that makes money, and then Mm -hmm. there's nothing else. Is there any other way to make money in ballet?
3: Like, can you be a mid tier? Yeah, I have to tell you something. The upper echelon is really not making much money either. Really, so that's the thing. I was pretty upper in like the world of ballet, like it's American Repertory Ballet Theater. They're in New Jersey. They perform at you know New Jersey Pack, the Trenton War Memorial, McCarter Theater. Like we're talking like big theaters. But I don't know if that's actually changed. I've been out of the game for so long, but I kind of doubt, I think all arts, right? Right. And especially kind of not, I would say lost or a dying art, but definitely there's not as, you have to have like a large attention span to go to the ballet. Yeah. I know I have New York City Ballet season tickets and they call me like every week to make sure I'm like renewing. So I think it's still like that's New York City Ballet, right? Especially in your age, right?
2: Like it's probably like the older people are renewing, but so <laughs> yes. like you're probably very much on the younger end of a season ticket holder would be my guess.
3: Oh, yeah. And they need a lot of donors. Most artists can relate to the fact that the arts in general, it's really hard unless you find some way to kind of mass produce it. I have a friend who's an artist. And she figured out that making like wallpaper textiles that she could mass produce was a way to like make money. But I think a lot of the arts is difficult. And I think you can do it mid-tier, but you probably have to teach a lot right. and work side jobs. I mean, I knew people who were professionals who were also teaching classes and doing a lot of other things. I think it's still a pretty both physically taxed and financially sacrificial So
2: what you're saying area. is it's kind of an MLM. <laughs> like you have to yes, bring in yes, other people yeah. <laughs> to keep making money.
3: Yeah, you got to find a fancy donor. You keep yeah. bringing people in, build that pyramid scheme. You philosophy degree. Yeah, Don't at me. I imagine Tom. in this climate or in the world now that there probably are people who figured out a way to become like influencers right. on top of that, or who probably post like oh. really interesting videos of them doing cool things. Ballet um TikTok. And I think it's cool. There, there. Hopefully, will always be an interest there, but. But yeah, I was used to kind of really physically grueling activity. And then when that left my life, I was like, ah, like, how do you fill that void? And I think a lot of people who've probably like trained professionally to do something or have played division one sports or just trained and really focused on a sport, the one that you can't really carry into adulthood that well. It can be really hard to find something that really physically meets what you want. And so like for me, I've tried to run in my life. I'm not a runner. I just don't like it. I find it really like boring to me, I don't know, like I just can't get into it. But what I do like with something like Peloton, especially because you have music, but you have something that kind of keeps your brain a little active and activated. I think something like that is a nice combination for me. And I think I always like spinning too, because in particular, because non-weight bearing, you never feel bad after it. it's really hard to get injured. That's one thing as like a ballerina, you're always trying not to get injured because you want to keep being able to do that. And that's still a fear I have now of like, I don't think I could see myself in like a CrossFit gym or something like that. Cause I'd be afraid. I would get injured. But I like that balance with Peloton where you kind of get blend of both worlds. And then there's this whole other side that you guys know about of like learning about their personal lives that brings a level of intrigue to everything. And just <laughs> the personalities that come across are also really fun.
1: They are, yeah. As a little example of that, I took a little stack of walking classes today. I did three walking classes back-to-back of Jess Sims, Marcel Dinkins, and Maddie Majacomo, And they were all just a little 20-minute. But they're so fun and they're all so different. And it's just so crazy how they all work together and get along or at least that's what they show us and it's like to have these like such Mm -hmm. very very different personalities and they're all such big personalities it's pretty amazing that there's so much out there
3: (laughs) yeah it was interesting I think it was a couple years ago they had that New York Times article that too was like talking about the celebrity of like the Peloton instructors but then you feel like there's this closeness because you have these like intimate moments with them especially I felt like during COVID where no one was in there, I'm in their bedrooms. Like I remember being like Alex's apartment in New York. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like an intimate part that they were letting into their lives. I don't know if this is too much of a stretch, but like for me as a therapist, I always say you got to give it a few sessions. And I feel like that sometimes with Peloton instructors, like the first one, this is not what I was expecting. This is not like the last person (laughs) I really liked. And you have to almost let yourself like be open-minded and see what you like. Maybe let them grow on you too and their personalities. And then it's weird once you get to know them and their style, you feel like, okay, what am I in the mood for today? Which yes. makes it fun.
1: That is so true. Instructors who teach different modalities, I have also found that I like more on one modality than the other. Like for example, I like all of the instructors, but I have my favorites, of course. And taking a class like a biking class with Robin, I don't enjoy as much as a run with Robin. And mm-hmm. I find that really fascinating because they're the same person. Why is a different aspect of their personality? You know what
3: I mean? Isn't that weird? Yeah, like it does it bring out a different side of them, and maybe they like running more than they like cycling, or they maybe they got burnt out on it and they're ready for something new and exciting and bringing a different energy. And you can definitely feel that also yeah. through the app or whatever you're using.
1: For sure. Yeah. You decided not to go into ballet. How did you make the jump from ballet to clinical psychologist? That's a leap. Ha!
3: Yeah, a leap! Yeah, it's, it's, kind of, <laughs> it's kind of a wild story, too, because I dropped out of high school to dance. I really expect to go back and get all these degrees. I always say from, like, GED to PsyD, like, <laughs> I, like I guess I got to get this, like, GED and figure out what I'm going to do. But I have to say, it really was a cool leap because what happened was that I never really expected to go the academic route. My my parents always had high expectations for us in school and everything. I had been taking some community college classes on the side, like for my last year of high school. And then when I decided not to kind of go forward with it as a full career, I was like, I need to figure out what I want to do. And it actually made the learning process so fun for me because I have no expectations for myself. I just like looked at the community college roster and I was like, I'm gonna take everything that looks interesting. So I was like, Buddhism, stress management, like yoga, history of the world, like things that I really wanted to take. And along the way, I realized, okay, these psychology courses are really interesting to me. People are really interesting to me. I could make a career out of this, a life out of this. And good thing I didn't know what was coming because it was your bachelor's, two master's degrees, a doctorate, (laughs) a postdoctorate, so many things along the way. But I do feel really grateful that I've put all the work in and got to a place that I have a career I really love. And that has like, interestingly, compared to ballet, like I have friends who retired at 32 from ballet, 33. It's so taxing physically on your body. like, And that's the typical range. And then for me, I have a career that I didn't even really get to start in a lot of ways until I was 30. And then now I see this is something I'll always want to do to some capacity. So quite the opposite, but the longevity of a career where I really get to hear about people's lives and learn how to help them and help them reach their goals. It's really a fulfilling career in so many ways.
2: And your parents were probably very relieved.
3: Yeah, right.
2: On a career where you could make (laughs) a living past the age of
3: 28. Right, right. You got to figure out something. So yeah, it ended up working out really well. And I always talk about the fact that I think I developed a love for learning. I hope we see with schools and everything, it's like so much about rigor and school and get the grades and get to the programs. And I've worked with, worked at University of Pennsylvania and NYU with kids who just, they hate school, but they're good at it and they've had to do it. And I always say, if you can get back to finding what really interests you, what you're excited about, that's something that you can make a career out of. That's like the best combination.
2: I find this fascinating is that, and we have a, data set of two points that I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. drawing this from. But I find it fascinating. We have someone on the show every week who's also a psychologist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her background is similar. She was doing rhythmic gymnastics for USA Olympics. And like, I just find it fascinating that you both have these backgrounds of sports that are very physically demanding and then pivoted.
1: What to, a great point, to Tom.
2: Every once to yeah. while I do it. Yeah. don't get used to it. Um, <laughs> but you both pivoted to psychology. I don't know if that means something deeper. Like I said, data set of two.
3: Now we need to do a research study. We really yeah. got to get into this. Like <laughs> what's the connection between movement and that. And I wonder if it's also the connection with like that level of rigor too, that you're used yeah. to. Okay. I put so much intensity into this. I need to be intense with something else. And right. It's really kind of nice to be intense with people because there's so much to learn and it's, it's always exciting. Like it's when I'm meeting a new patient or doing something in this field, I'm always I'm excited to hear um, and learn about people. And maybe it's, maybe we're just intense people. So we figure out a way to bring that intensity.
2: But you directed the intensity to the same thing. Yeah. Is what I yeah. find. You
1: could have done so many
3: different
2: right.
1: things and ended up in I the know, same we've field. we got to
3: explore this. Fascinating. You've
2: yeah. <laughs> been like, I'm going to be the world's best barber.
3: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you could be intense in anything. Why right. do we choose this? Yeah. We gotta Yeah, maybe there's a link here. Very fascinating.
1: What is it like to be a clinical psychologist on a day-to-day basis? Like, what is that look like? What's a day in the life?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well, the cool thing is that as a clinical psychologist, you can do a lot of different things. My best friend, we went to the same school and she's the CEO of a counseling center and she doesn't really see any patients, but she makes a lot of the decisions and big picture things. And then I have friends who work in like forensic psychology who maybe do evaluations in prisons. There are so many different things you can do with it. And There's also like a lot of admin roles that tend to come when you're a clinical psychologist. If you're like a social worker therapist, a lot of times you're doing the therapy work at the doctorate level somehow because you're in this level of extended schooling where you kind of get put into a lot of admin roles too, like clinical director, vice chair, different kinds of things. For me, I spent some of my career, I'm always doing some therapy. Like that's always a part of my life. At least 50% is actually seeing patients, talking to them, helping them. My specialty is actually exposure-based treatment, which is like helping people face their fears with doing things, facing phobias, even with OCD. I have the, whether it's eating food off of a, a bench or something like that's like a kind of a crazy level, but really having people face fears or flying phobias, those kind of things. That's a lot of what I do on the therapy side. And then I have found myself in a few different types of admin roles. I've realized the ones that where I get mired in like the details and a lot of the minutiae is not my favorite thing. What I really like is like big picture stuff. So I do a lot in the media. I'm really doing a lot of work to try to like break stigma around mental health. These big tasks that I like to take on. I'm doing a lot now in the wellness space, trying to bring wellness into the workplace, helping people to realize that they need to take care of their mental health, just like their physical health. That's the broad scope with my podcasts and radio and media, trying to bring the idea that we should all be talking about mental health as normally as we talk about our physical health. But then the other part is I am helping people on the day-to-day basis manage the different things in their life that they're trying to figure out.
2: I have a question about seeing patients. I'm not going (laughs) to pry. (laughs) about an individual. Don't (laughs) worry. But it will be about an individual. What was it like the first time you closed the door and sat down with a patient? That seems like that would be intimidating, that even if you've been studying it all this time, the first time you're sitting down and you have someone's brain in your hands.
3: Yeah, you'll never forget that moment. I think it's like when you get your license and you're like, oh my gosh should I be doing this? (laughs) Um, And you're trying to be like, but you have to act cool and act like you know what you're doing and really listen hard and you're sweating and trying to figure it out. And you just really need to dive into those skills that you remember learning, like, okay, active listening, like trying to repeat back and taking it one step at a time. And I always say to people, if you have a therapist who's in training or someone who's new, you might actually get better care than someone who's been doing it a long time because you are sweating bullets and you're really like working your hardest and you're talking to your supervisor and you're Googling things and you want to make sure that you're doing the right things. Sometimes I think you even get a little bit of extra TLC, but it is funny to me remembering that there was a time where I felt really nervous and anxious and it takes years even to feel comfortable. And now I feel like There's nothing somebody can throw at me. If it's out of my scope of practice, I would know how to refer them. But also so many problems in life. I feel like I've seen so many, like such a variety of problems since I've been doing this basically since 2009, seen so many different challenges that people have had in their lives. It's nice to now have this level of comfort, but I will never forget that time. And I will say just a funny story. My first year as an intern in my master's degree, it was in like the third floor of this really hot building. And I remember one day I had seen so many patients back to back and I just wasn't feeling great. And I remember I was talking to this patient. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to pass out. And I never passed out in my life, but I knew it was going to happen. And so I said to her, I was like, I'm really sorry. I think I'm going to pass out. And then I stood up, which you're not supposed to do, (laughs) but I stood up and I fell into the door, like a rake, like with my head into the door. My patient had to like, pry me off the door, lay me on the floor, like bring in like the person who was working the front desk to come like, bring me back to life. But that was like, I left that internship as like a legend. They were like, you really can't bomb any more than that. So like, if you pass out on your patient, you've kind of embarrassed yourself enough. You can like go on in any situation. So I think also some, you know, ridiculous things have happened to me in therapy sessions over the years that make you also realize like, it's just a person. It's just a process. And we're doing the best we can. Like I've had sessions where I'm like, I'm really sick. I'm gonna have to cut this short, like, or whatever. But you're both two people in the room. You know, there's fun aspects.
2: It was the first time a patient charged the doctor a copay.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I remember I saw her at a restaurant a few years later. She waved at me like she knew me. I waited till like no one was around. I went over. I was like, I was like, I just want you to know that's still the most ridiculous thing that's ever (laughs) happened to me. She goes, me too. I was like, okay. Like she had to go find another therapist and be like, I'm traumatized because my therapist just passed out on me in the session.
2: Like, what did you tell
3: her? Right, right. Like, oh my
1: gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. I'm really curious about how you got into the media side of things. You said you have two podcasts and that you have a show on Sirius XM. How did all of that come to be? I mean, clearly you're trying to like spread that message, but how did you make that happen?
3: yeah the neat thing about life is that i think you try to make things happen or you don't or i don't know but then it's kind of weird how things just start to fall into place and i never had this idea that i want to be like in media i want to do like thought leadership but maybe you guys are starting to see a thread like i was a performer so maybe part of that is like sticking with me but i was at penn and they said we the person in pr was like hey we need someone to do this news hit and i said oh okay like never done that before i was like really nervous And I went and did it and I had like a really good time and I really enjoyed it. I was nervous, but it went well. And I realized, okay, like I am good at thinking on my feet and I like to bring these topics in. And then I got another call and it was about, can you talk about like mental health and road rage? And I was like, can I talk about mental health and road rage? And my one friend was like, yeah, everything comes back to mental health. If you can figure out a way to tie that back yeah, someone's angry and then you feel out of control and then you act in a way you don't like and how do you feel afterward? And you could make this all something that you could help like filter through this lens of mental health. And once I figured that out, it kind of all came from there. And I remember someone once told me, and she's like, I don't want to offend you. She's like, but a lot of the doctors that we use for these things are too smart to do this. (laughs) They're just like, they're too smart. Like they just go over everyone's head. And she's like, you're really good at taking complex material and making it so people can understand it. And I took that and I said, okay, it's just, again, flowed from there. And I say yes to everything because I feel like I can find a way to bring everything back to mental health because so many things do work their way back. And our mind-body connection, there's so much going on and so much happening there. So I really love doing that. And then radio has been really fun too, because Like you guys are doing right now, interviewing is something that basically you do as a psychologist. You're asking people questions all the time. Tell me about your life and you're curious about people and where they came from and what's going on with them. To be able to interview people about whatever they're studying or whatever they wrote a book about or whatever they're doing in their life is another nice extension of the work. That's, so, awesome. that's where I'm
2: at. What are the two podcasts about specifically?
3: The one podcast, Mind in View, that we started again, kind of it was like a pandemic fever dream. We started, <laughs> we started that. I was like, I'm bored. You want to start podcasting? <laughs> She's an amazing, dynamic person. She was actually a patient at the clinic where I work, but she wasn't my patient. But she had been a patient before I got there. And then she was running our OCD support group. And she has a really compelling story about how her OCD was so bad and, no one understood. And she had fears that she was going to like kill people. And then she got this treatment and she was changed and her life was changed. And she's just a very dynamic person. And so we had kind of become colleagues and friends and said, I think it'd be really cool to do a podcast with like the patient perspective and the therapist perspective. But then we kind of rotate and I'll talk about things that I'm struggling with in my life. And she kind of gives me advice or talks it through with me. It's kind of like we pick topics again, that we can both relate to mental health, me kind of through this clinical lens, and her through like a life lens. And it's interesting how we end up sometimes even like switching roles or have different things that we struggle with. It makes it really fun. And then the other one I have is through NYU and it's like super nerdy (laughs) podcast about people doing incredible research in psychiatry. Like I interview the... This researcher who just did an amazing study about like psilocybin and alcohol use disorder. And I'm in those sweating because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to learn a lot in this to understand like all (laughs) the work that you've done. That one is a little bit more heavy and our other ones light and fun. But I like doing it. It's fun to learn. It's fun to challenge your brain. It's fun to have fun like we're doing, too. Yeah,
2: for sure. And then what's the serious XM show?
3: that's on if you go to Sirius XM doctor radio it's like a whole channel but then there's the psychiatry show which is part of a new station we even have called mental health radio oh. where there's daily programming it's Sirius XM 110 and I have a show every week and we have all different guests we're talking about all different things and people can call in and ask questions on my one show we have a series where it's just open phones and I'm like I'm a clinical psychologist give me a call ask me anything I'll either answer it or if I don't know I'll direct you to the right person who will know that's another really fun thing. And people call and they're so vulnerable about their life and what they're going through and what they're struggling with. We get to answer their questions. And again, we usually have a guest where we'll focus on a certain topic. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love that aspect of thing, But then it really grounds it by the fact that I can still see patients and I work with them. And I love patient care. And I'm always going to have that as part of my life too. It keeps it real.
1: That sounds like a lot, though. I feel yeah. like you have like 80 hours of work you just listed. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I can totally fit that in. And my friends and partner are like, do you have any sense of time? And I'm like, no, I have raging ADD. I have no sense of time. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, I can totally fit that in. Got that. And then I'm like flying by the seat of my pants. Like, do I have time to pee today? Like, yeah, that's how I like it. It keeps it fresh and exciting. And I have 18-month-old twins and a four-year-old. Clearly been overachieving for too long, but I'm one of those like, mad scientist overachievers, like you wouldn't look at me and be like, oh my gosh, that woman has it together. You'd be like, she's a little nuts, but like, cool. (laughs) So keep it real in my own life. I'm just, again, flying by the seat of my pants all the time. (laughs)
2: But everybody thinks everybody else has it together. Right. Yeah, I mean, I have this conversation with Crystal all the all time. The time. She's mm-hmm. like, Oh my God. I was like, if all they know is the show and your Instagram, they think that you've got it buttoned up and I like don't. And, she, and I don't mean that as an insult, <laughs> but I mean it's a battle to get all mm-hmm. the things done. That's not a character flaw. And everybody has that same battle. And if anybody tells mm-hmm. you different, they're fully
3: Right. <laughs> oh yeah. And I lean in. I'm like, guys, let's all like complain about the fact that none of us have it together. And that's really been freeing too. I don't know if that's something that's happened to you guys, but I know in like my 30s, I started to realize like, I really do not care in keeping up with like certain kinds of appearances or (laughs) you know yourself and you know your strengths, you know what you like and you know what you don't like, you know what you're good at. And sometimes I'm like, I don't even know how I got here. But somehow like I got here and and don't look at my work. I just figured out the answer, but (laughs) I think it's nice to, and to own your limitations. Like I am not like an Instagram mom. Like I'm like my kid, like we're getting pizza for like their birthdays. Like I'm not like going to be like making handmade cupcakes. Like that's not who I am. I think once you know who you are, you can also be like, you can lean into what your strengths are and really like yourself. Ultimately. I think you have to like yourself and your gifts and what you're good at.
1: I think that's true. But I think we all, especially as moms, need to hear it as often as possible. Yeah.
3: yeah. And we were talking about this on my podcast, too, because I was on vacation recently with my kids and you do post the fun pictures or the fun things you're doing. And it is so nice to post behind the scenes sometimes. But then I was like, I don't also want to feel like performative. If my kid's sick, we had to take my one daughter to the ER and we were on vacation. And I wanted to be like, yeah, like vacation isn't perfect. But I also was like, do I need to like post that she's in the ER to be like, life is real. And right? you yeah. struggle with that, too. You don't yes. want to use your kid's sickness as something you're like performing about. or And you're like, Instagram kind of is for fun. But do I have to be so real about it? does people want that? But yeah, it's finding that balance can be tough, too.
1: I like a major pet peeve of mine is people who post pictures of themselves crying because I'm just mm, like, you I stopped know. long enough like, to take that picture. <laughs> In the middle
2: of your teary meltdown, you took a selfie. Yeah, and I'm another just
1: like, way you could have shared this. I yeah. don't need this. How real can that emotion be when you right.
3: stopped, you thought about the camera, you picked it up. I don't right, understand. Right. I know. I know. And yet I'm thinking, I'm like, Crystal, like, I knew about your whole injury journey. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was texting my friend. I was like, you know crystal from the clubhouse she like got in a horrible accident and i was like i was happy you let us in on that so like well it's a well, balance right I I say, that's a great point that i do say, the performative <laughs> ones i learned something about it i was like okay i'm on the journey let's see how this happens
2: i will say that was not a selfie i took that photo
3: that's true so, yeah that's and
2: it's funny because like we, no
3: crying videos please no, it was funny I I walked, my
2: private my private i walked into the er the i'm first, an ugly
3: crier <laughs>
2: <laughs> the first thing i started doing was like okay i'm taking pictures you're gonna want right, to put right. i'm like you're going to want to put this on the gram at some point. Like it's, I'm like, Freak. because you're too public to not tell people what happened. I mean, like, I don't know how if I you could have didn't.
1: gone through that process without yeah. telling people right. what happened. Right. Yeah. I mean... I would have felt and then the like the
3: support you get is so nice, too. You're is. like, wow, people are really nice.
1: They are. Yeah. I mean, I had so many flowers that people sent me that I really felt like I had died. Like there, like, it was like a funeral home in here. It was crazy. I mean, so sweet. I don't mean that as a complaint at all. Right. Like It was like and everyday people were checking it out. It was nice. It was really, really mm-hmm. nice. And it's like, oh, man. You think like nobody pays attention to the stuff you do, and then all of a sudden you get all this love, and it's like, oh, people do
3: know I exist. That's so nice. <laughs> right, and I wasn't doing it for that, but that's so nice. Exactly. And then actually you kind of have some like. Social media is such a fascinating place, but sometimes you really like you see the worst in people and then sometimes you see the best in people and you're like, man, this is a conundrum here. Yes, that is Mm -hmm. so true. Well, it's
2: true. You see the best when they've decided collectively that you deserve it. Yes. Right. Right. When they were like, well, you deserve this outpouring. The
1: mob mentality on social media is real. It's scary how people can like collect on themselves. So it's really fascinating. I will tie this back to Peloton to notice how people have started. I don't know if you ever go to the Facebook page that Peloton has, like it's just their group, like everybody. I don't
3: do Facebook, but I do know it exists. Okay. (laughs)
1: It is the worst thing ever. Like ever. That's why I don't do it. I, I don't blame you. I noticed that used to be if people posted about instructors, they would get like If somebody said something negative about instructors, they would get like just drug. They would Mm. just get slammed. But now there is starting to be like, I think that the instructors are big enough celebrities that they're starting to be this interesting, weird turning point Mm. because I posted something this week about an instructor who's very popular. It was just news. It was just a news article about something she had done. And people just went crazy about how like this is too much and she shouldn't be doing this. And it's all very like. She's just trying to get money out of it. And I was just really surprised that is out and everybody ganged up. There was not one positive comment. And I thought, how weird is that?
3: Yeah. Judgment about strangers and it can get like so volatile, but it's like a stranger that you think, you know, or you have all these like really strong opinions. Yeah. Trolling on the Internet is a whole like psychological fascination, but a sad one. Right. It's like it ugh. Is. I can't imagine being over there, like just thinking of nasty things to say about people, but so many people are doing it. That is the scary part.
2: I always tell Crystal, you're not popular until people don't like you. <laughs>
3: I know. <laughs> I don't have the strength for that. I'm like, yeah, I can't get that popular. I do not have like the bandwidth or the fortitude for criticism. I'm like a little theory. I would be like, <laughs> I don't even read my teaching reviews. I'm like, I can't, I'm like, I'm too sensitive. I'll read the one bad one. And then I'll be like, you know, like that's all spiral. you can hear. Yeah, no, yeah. I
1: used to do that. Now I have turned off the comments, like I'll turn mm-hmm. off the alert that tells me there are comments. And Walk away. And I only go back when I'm in a good
3: place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be like, I can handle anything. Yeah, exactly. That's how I
2: deal with my ex-wife.
3: Exactly. You got to get in the zone. Game face. Let's go.
1: And going back to Peloton also, you mentioned that you feel like Peloton and mental health are a
3: great match. and I'm really curious to what you mean by that specifically. I think we know now in the data that 150 minutes of exercise a week really mitigates against depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. Like we need that, and that's my new like soapbox is that we need to stop calling working out self care. It's just like self management. Working out is a part of our lives, like just like eating. We don't stop having self care with breakfast. No, eating is a part of our lives that we need to be happy and healthy. We also need working out, and I think. What I've been talking to is there's so many different ways that you can figure out what works for you, what you like. You said so many different modalities, even different lengths of time, which I think the old school way was like you go, you do your 45 minute hour class. That just doesn't work with a lot of people's lives. And we also know with motivation, having smaller chunks can be better. Like I can commit more to like a 20 minute class than I can to like a 45 minute class but you're still getting something in. We also know hit workouts are great for help with ADHD. So many things working out. And I think the idea that you can figure out what works for you, how you like that. Also, there's a lot of social anxiety around the gym being looked at, people negatively evaluating you. I don't think you should always avoid those situations, but having the chance to like dip your toe in on something where you don't need to maybe be seen and observed and being able to fit it into your life where you can with Therapy pre pandemic, I had all of my sessions in person. Now everything I do is virtual and more people can get access to therapy care because they can fit it in their life at different times that work for them. And I think that's also the benefit of Peloton. If you're, when can I fit this in? Okay, when my kids go down for a nap or when they go to bed or if I have a break in my schedule, or if I have like a cancellation, like when can you fit these things in? So I think it's just making greater access for people. And also I always ask my patients, I'm like, do you have the Peloton app? Because the mindfulness exercise is of like the mental health. stuff, I'm like, it's actually really great body scans, like breathing stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff out there for you. And I do tell people also like, just like pull around, like, see what you like, try something, see how you feel and give it a try. And without that judgment, maybe of being in the gym, or you don't have a lot of other places where you could just explore, like, I want to go take 10 minutes of something and see if I like it or try something. You can't really do that at a gym as much. And so I think that's a really good positive. And I think also the community around it, like, my friends and I will all talk about different things. Or we were at dinner once, and my friend was like, "Oh, did you hear this news about this person?" We're like, "We're talking about Peloton instructors. Like we know them." And <laughs> it does create a sense of community. Or I said to my friend recently, I was like, "Okay, I really want to get my cardio back up. Like, can we commit to like doing like four Pelotons a week?" And she's like, "Okay, cool." Like, and we kind of builds that. You're able to still work out with someone without being with them. We also know in the research, working out with a buddy makes you more likely to do it and to commit to it and to have more sustainability with it. So the fact that you can work out with someone and not actually physically be with them, but still get those benefits is really an incredible thing, too. So true. Yes, I love all of that.
1: Yeah, it's such a game
2: changer in terms of how people exercise that it's leading to so many new things that I don't think we've fully wrapped our head around yet. What is your leaderboard
3: name? My leaderboard name is the Notorious Dr. G. So you can get on there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, so for me, just to kind of talk about my Peloton journey, even with the pandemic, I feel like I was so in and it. it was really life changing. Then when I went to full work from home and my kids were here, I was like, I do need to do something like out of my house. And so I feel like I just like, I need to get that and now I'm at this place, too, where I'm like, I need that combination, right? Because I can't fit the workouts out of my house and all the time. But I do like that social interaction. And I do think like with my friends recently, we're like, OK, we're going to really get on a better schedule with each other, like scheduling classes and making it happen together to keep that community aspect of it. Because I think for me, for a while, I'm literally doing everything in my house and I need to get out finding that balance for me has been really important. I don't know if people have found that with the pandemic feeling like everything was in my house. Now I need to do something things out of my house and now I need to come back to finding that balance. Yes. For I, sure.
2: <laughs> Crystal works from home 100% and she struggles with that all the time where she's yeah. like, I don't know the last time I left the house.
1: Yeah, like sometimes I'll go outside for a walk and I'm like... I think it's been days since I walked outside. That can't be good. <laughs>
3: yeah, we, we did find a little bit of that other balance too. Like, leave the house, put on normal clothes once in a while. <laughs> we're figuring it out, right? We just went through this like global trauma. Now exactly. we're figuring out, okay, what works for us. Like, how do I keep this going? But I think it's such a great asset, and, and I love that about Peloton too. Like that you can come back to it when you're traveling. You can also like, okay, let me find somebody has it at their house. Okay. But on family vacations where I'm like, oh, I'm so glad we're at your sister's who has the Peloton, like because I can like get a workout in. I do love that aspect, the flexibility, and that you can have a different relationship with it at different times, like in your life. It seems like it's continuing to evolve too, where it's I haven't done one of like the walks outside like you were talking about, but I want to do that and kind of wrap my mind around something new and different. And it seems like they keep just getting so many dynamic people and exciting stuff is happening. So that's really cool too.
1: There have been a ton of new content types adding lately. Like they just keep Sprinkling them in all the time. I'm sorry, Tom. No, you're ya. fine.
3: No, I was
2: going to say it's reached a tipping point where it's Peloton has become almost ubiquitous. It used to be unusual to find another person who was familiar with Peloton. I and know. Use it. and it's so crazy. And now you almost expect if you have five friends, three of them probably <laughs> are using Peloton in some capacity. Or when you go to somebody's house, they've got one you could hop on it if you wanted to.
3: Yeah, Yeah. my friends and I joke, it's the new, like, middle-aged women cocktail party talking point. Like, oh, who's your favorite on Peloton? What's (laughs) up with you take it? Like, it is, like, it's just such a... But I remember when I moved to the town I moved to during the pandemic, when things started to open up again, when you meet people, it was, like, a nice talking point. Oh, okay. And, like, oh, do you want to meet up for, like, a class? Like, okay. It really started those conversations. It's funny, like you said, like, there was a time where it wasn't part of conversation, and now it's just, like, these are household names. Yeah. For sure.
1: (laughs) When I used to wear peloton gear out in the wild i would just wait for somebody to bring it up i was just like desperate for anybody Mm -hmm. i knew to bring it up and then random people would come up to me and ask me about Peloton and it was fun. It was my favorite thing ever, but now it's not a big deal anymore. Everyone
3: has it. it. I remember the first time I bought Peloton gear and I think I had to like dip into my 401k because I was like, this is so expensive, but I needed to have it. Okay. And now I'm like on marshalls.com the other day and I bought all this Peloton swag for like $15. I was like buying it, buying it. Like I was so pumped. So that's a word to anybody looking for Peloton gear. You can find a lot of it on Marshalls, but I remember the first time, like you would just wait in line, and then like it would be sold out in two seconds. Like my friends, like okay, you have to get on the second, get in the line, buy the thing, and again, it was like five hundred dollars. And now I'm like, it just times have changed with regard to that. It's so funny. It is, Absolutely. it is. That but that is sweatshirt so I got, I will never throw out. I'm like, this is birth gold. Like, this is so, <laughs> this is so much money. <laughs> true.
2: <laughs> well, Thea, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and remind them about your podcasts and things like that.
3: Yeah. If you go on Thea side e on uh, Instagram, you can see like in my link tree, all of the different things I'm doing. But yeah, hang out with us on SiriusXM Psychiatry Show. You can also find Mind in View and Insights on Psychiatry, my podcast. But yeah, you can always also reach out to me in my direct messages. I've helped a lot of people who are like, Hey, I need a therapist. Can you help me like figure out the process? I love helping people be like, here's where you go. Here's what you do. What's your insurance? Let me figure out, let me call some people. Let me figure out something. So I know like I might not be able to keep up with the demand forever, but any questions or things that people have. And I'm also trying to, in a lot of the media stuff I do, I try to talk about some of these topics that I think I've been asked a lot of questions about, like, hey, how do you know if this is the right therapist? Various topics, or even like, how do you deal with mass shooting? How do you talk to your kids about things? A lot of the articles that you'll find in my link, hopefully somewhat helpful for maybe different things that you're dealing with in your life. Yeah, come follow me, hang out, and I'm nonstop talking, so you can find something I'm talking about somewhere (laughs) at all (laughs) times. (laughs)
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much.
3: Yeah. Thank you so much. So wonderful to meet both of you. And yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing this. (laughs) Thank you.
2: And I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you?
1: People can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. They can find me on all of the social media platforms and the Peloton leaderboard at Clipout Crystal.
2: And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash the Clipout. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our Patreon. There are even free levels. We'd love to see you there. You can take part in a book club and other things. Not everything is behind a paywall over there. So swing on by. Uh, Until next time, keep pedaling. And running. And rowing.